Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, this is the first session of the Patriotic Bible Study where we go into America's history and we talk about why it was founded and what it was founded on. It is some pretty incredible stuff. I uh, just want to let you guys know there are some audio technicalities that happened before the live stream, but we did manage to get some audio. So I hope you guys enjoy the session. Let's go ahead and get right into it. Awesome. Here we are. Hey, everybody. Thanks for being here. This is awesome. It's, uh, it's awesome to kick off the new year and just um, kind of get in the word a little bit and kind of dig into our history as Americans and Look at some uh, some ways that they kind of intertwine. And um, anyway, let's start off with a word of prayer, real quick. Thanks to everyone joining us online as well. But let's kick off with some prayer. Father, thank you so much for um, for just loving us. Thank you for creating us for such a time as this, Father. Thank you for this amazing country we live in. That we can live in freedom and peace. Thank you that we have rights, and uh, and we can stand on those rights. We just thank you for everyone here, everyone joining us online, Father. I just pray that everyone's hearts will be open to hearing not only from your word, but maybe learning something new about our country's history that they had never heard before, Father. I just pray that this sparks a new interest in not only uh, our relationship with you, Father, um, but our country's founding and the importance yeah. and value of that today. Yeah. Thank you for everyone here. Thank you for Chris um, being willing to, um, to step out in faith and, and put this on, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, just to parlay off that, um, thank you for, for being here, and for those of you joining, just uh, we're excited, and um, we hope that your new year is kicking off great and, and wonderful, and you have lots of hopes and aspirations and dreams and goals. And, yeah. Um, but, you know, you know our, our country's history is something of, of great value, and I Very think that... So that, um, you know, Chris came, brought this to my attention, you know, he came to me a couple months ago and was like, hey, I really have this heart and this burning desire to, to learn not only more about our founding as, as America, um, but, but, you know, just our relationship with God and kind of the intersection of, of where those meet. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, this 2020 was uh, an interesting year, to say the least, and I think everyone has... Um, a lot of takeaways from it, maybe good, maybe bad, but I think the ultimate reality of when we go through valleys in life and, and tough times is that we have incredible hope in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then we can stand on that and we can walk in peace and we can overcome by trusting Him. And that's yeah. really kind of the ultimate message of this. Yeah. As much as we are studying about our history, um, this great country that we live in and we feel incredibly honored and privileged to be Americans and I think if, if you don't feel honored and privileged to be Americans then we hope through you know the next four sessions of this thing that maybe that that turns in your heart a little bit and you realize how incredibly valuable and just how big of a blessing it is to live in this country I've traveled all around the world I've been in third world countries I've been in socialistic countries I've seen poverty like you can't even fathom that you won't see in this country. And I can tell you, you know, it is always good to come home. It's yeah. always good yeah. to be on American soil. Yeah. True. And there's a reason, there's a reason this country brings in more immigrants than the rest of the world combined. Yeah. Because the rest of the world knows how great we have it and they want to be a part of that. Yeah. And so as as <laughs> sons and daughters of of the King, of, of God, of our Creator. Um, we have an amazing opportunity as believers to share the greatest gift given to us 
which is Jesus Christ, God's Son. Yeah. And the freedom and um, amazing life and salvation that we can have through Him. And not only that, but as Americans, we have something else to offer to the world. And something that, that immigrants and people from other countries around the world want to experience, and that's freedom. And there's freedom in Christ, and there's freedom as Americans, and they're both yeah. incredibly valuable. Yeah. And so as we take a deeper look into um, some of those things that I just discussed, you know, I hope that, that your heart is open. I hope that um, you learn something. I hope you have questions. I hope it sparks yeah. maybe a deeper passion or a, a, you know, a, yeah. a yearning inside of you to maybe discover more about this man we call Jesus yeah. and this country we call America. Yeah. And so Chris Tubbs here, my good friend, is going to kick us off tonight in uh, week one. And he has some awesome things to share with us. So Chris, take it away, buddy. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Well, first, I, I just want to say thank you to you guys for hosting this Patriot Bible study. You know, it was on my heart to do uh, this study in like the middle of uh, Colorado, essentially. You know, just so everywhere, you know, anywhere that people are living in Colorado can come to this essential location. And so, thank you guys. I appreciate you guys a lot. Um, yeah, I, I think I think I want to uh, get to why this is such a big thing on my heart. You know, is because. It's, like Greg said, 2020 was such a crazy year, you know, and I think the biggest thing that I saw, you know, just looking at from an outside perspective is there were so many people just not only just portraying lies about America, but also using those lies to manipulate people. And I, I just don't like I want, I want people, my heart is to see people live in freedom. You know, I want to see people live in freedom, but not only do that, but to live in their best. You know, and that's why America is the greatest nation that this world has ever seen, is because of the freedoms that we have. And not only that, but it's the principles that America was founded on. You know, and so... As I uh, was going through the new year, or through 2020, uh, it was just right after a lot of the BLM protests, the protests were going on and everything, and um, one of my friends is, uh, uh, gave me a verse, and it was in, in Ephesians, and it was talking about uh, putting on the belt of truth, you know, or if I'm saying that wrong, then I'm sorry, but it, it was just talking about you know, putting on the armor of God, putting on the belt truth, putting on and looking at his truth and then seeing his truth through the world's eyes. And, and so he spoke to me, he put on my heart, he said, son, it's time to teach people the truth about not only me, but America. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, let's, let's go ahead and do it. And so... I meditated on that word for probably a month and a half, you know, and uh, I, I immediately after I got that word from God, I started looking up and I just got this passion about looking at our history. Why is America so great? What was it founded on? What, what were the founding fathers, what were they like? You know, what, what did they study? 
You know, because I knew, you know, at a young age, I, in my church, we watched a video and it was talking about how America, you know, our laws are really based off of the Ten Commandments. And I, I, I didn't know that at the time. I was probably like maybe 13 years old when I first heard that. That sparked something in me. I was like, what? You mean the things that I grew up in, in a Christian home, and are in America, like in our government? And as I was watching that video more and more, I just got so excited. You know, and then from there, that really put me on this journey of just really appreciating uh, our freedoms as Americans. And so, in 2020, uh, in August, uh, you know, God gave me another word. He said, okay, son, it's time to start a patriotic Bible study. I said, okay. I didn't know what that would look like. I didn't know how it would happen. And honestly, I didn't care because I just wanted to do it. I didn't care how many people were going to, you know, be at the Patriotic Bible Study. And to me, the the details didn't matter. I just wanted to go for it. And so it seemed like from that point on, things just started to just make so much more sense for me just as a person. It seemed like my lane... My calling became so much more clear. You know, and it's so fitting because my birthday is July 5th. Like, how awesome is that? Like, you know, obviously God didn't just birth me right on July 5th. But, you know, it's funny how those things line up. You know? God knew my calling. And when I was at a time when I was officially just was quiet and I heard him, Things clicked. So your mom experienced Independence Day on the fifth. From you, freedom <laughs> set. Yes. Exactly. You. <laughs> yeah, and that's a pretty cool story too. I'll tell a little bit. Um, you know, so my mom. You know, there's there's a speedway in Colorado for you people that are online and don't live in Colorado. Um, there's a speedway called Bandamere Speedway, and uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, mom, or whatever, but. Uh, Their fireworks were going off and everything, and all of a sudden she felt this weird, you know, something going on (laughs) down in her her belly area. And um, she's like, oh man, the the burger, they just just didn't settle too well, you know? (laughs) And so then her friend started to ask her, like, how how many, uh, like, how many, uh, like, what's the uh, time interval with you guys feeling those, those symptoms? She's like, oh, maybe about, about three minutes, right? Mm-hmm. About three minutes. She's like, oh, you're actually in labor. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, there, uh, she's like, oh, my gosh, okay, okay. And so long story short, I, uh, my mom and dad, they get a police ex- escort to the hospital. And boom, I was delivered on July 5th. Super cool, super awesome, very exciting birth and just time to be born, you know. Um, so, yeah, it, it's my, like I said, it's my heart to see people free, to see people living in, the, in God's best, you know. And right now, the world's best is living in America because of the freedoms that we have. No other nation has a government 
just like ours. And there's a reason why. Um, Greg, could you go ahead and pass out the Constitutions and Declaration of Independence? Um, we're going to go ahead tonight to officially start the Patriotic Bible Study. I'm going to pass them down. We're going to be, uh, I'm going to be talking about what, or, uh, why America was founded and what America was founded on. It's very crucial, I think, into anything to know the root, to know the heart, to know why something was, ha was, uh, was birthed or why something has uh, happened. And so um, I want you guys to uh, go ahead and for you guys on live stream, if you guys don't have a Declaration of Independence, go ahead and uh, take some time to look it up on your phone really quick. Um, look up or go to your Declaration of Independence in that booklet. Um, <clears throat> should be... Page one. Yeah, page one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, should be right there. Um, but before we start reading the Declaration of Independence, um, there, there are so many amazing principles that... America was founded on. Now, honestly, I can't just lay all out tonight. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to highlight some of the ones that I believe that are very, very crucial uh, as to why America was founded. Um, as we all know, you know, America, the people of America here were, were part of the uh, British Empire, right? The British had many, many uh, colonies all around the world. And one of them was here in the New World, right? In America. And really, um, the, the people of uh, the 13 colonies here just really didn't like, you know, what the heck was going on, what Great Britain was trying to do. So they were trying to break away from the British tyranny. And in the Declaration of Independence, we won't read these out. I want you guys to do, those, do that later. Um, but there are 27 reasons why the uh, founders wanted to break away from uh, the Great Britain Empire. 27 reasons. Um, so I want you guys, we're going to go ahead and read the first sentence of the Declaration of Independence. Uh, you can call it the preamble. Uh, the DOI, Declaration of Independence. <clears throat> So, I'm going to read it out loud to you guys for, uh, if you guys don't have a Declaration of Independence. But it says, and it starts with the unanimous Declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and the nature's God in title. A decent aspect, or respect to the opinions of, the, of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Okay? So, if you don't, you probably glossed over it if you uh, aren't really understanding, but it, right there is the main reason why they want to separate from Great Britain. You might be thinking, okay, where was that exactly? And it talks about, in the phrase, laws of nature and the nature's God in title. Okay, that's a key phrase I want you guys to 
um, either write down or just keep in your mind, okay? There might be some people asking, why, why is this so significant? You know, because it shows them, it shows us what they believed. This was a big thing to them, okay? So now, where, where does this phrase really come from, okay? If you look back into Blackstone's commentaries of law from 1766, that is uh, one of the most famous law books in America, and it's actually what the founding fathers were taught on about law. And, you know, actually Blackstone was one of the uh, most quoted people in the founding era, our founding era. So we're going to go ahead and I'll, I'll read an expert from... Uh, from the uh, actual commentaries, okay? I want you guys to listen to this. It displays a statement, As a man depends absolutely upon his maker for everything, it is necessary he should in all points conform to his maker's will. This will of his maker is called the law of nature. These laws are laid down by God and are eternal Immutable laws of God are good and evil to which the Creator Himself confirms in all dispensations. This law of nature being co-equal with mankind and uh, dictated by God Himself is the course superior in any other obligation to any other law. It goes on to say, it says, it is binding all over the globe in all countries at all times. No human laws are any validity if contrary to this. So it's not just America that these laws of nature or just these principles are uh, supposed to work. It's supposed to work with human beings. Why? Because of God himself. You know, it talks about in Genesis that we are created in his likeness and his, his image. <clears throat> and so, um, this text was describing the law of nature is really the law of God. The laws of nature... Uh, oh, uh, uh, the laws of nature's God is then described in two ways, okay? First, the way that God has made, which is why the Founding Fathers never allowed civil laws to be passed that violated the laws of nature. So, think of, uh, of abortion, okay? Does an animal intentionally go ahead and kill his, uh, the being inside the, the womb? No. That is a law of nature. You see, it's not just because of uh, religion, but it's really because the laws of nature. You see, you, you start to really take out, uh, you, even if you don't even uh, think that the Founding Fathers of America was really founded on Christianity or any biblical principles, just look at the laws of nature. The laws of nature reflect God. I think that's, uh, that's pretty incredible. Okay? The Declaration of Independence, the DOI, for short, 
laid out 27 reasons why they wanted to leave Britain. They violated the laws of nature and nature's God. That's one of the biggest, that's the biggest reason why they wanted to leave Great Britain. They saw what that king was doing and said, that's not, that's not right. This is, this is not bringing freedom to people. <clears throat> you see, John Adams said the general principles on which the fathers achieved independence were the general principles of Christianity. I want to go to the next section of the DOI, Declaration of Independence. It says, um, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights. So I want to stop right there. And I want to define an inalienable right. Because I think it's very, very crucial that we go ahead and do that. Because you hear that, and a lot of people don't know what that means in today's world. What is an inalienable right? Well, John Dixon, the signer of the Constitution, he helped frame the DOI, said that an inalienable right is which God gave to you, in which no inferior power has a right to take away. Okay, so what is an inferior power? It is anybody other than God. Any form of government or any person, if they take that away, then they're really saying, oh, God's not real. They think they're above God. <clears throat> if they do that, they are stealing. Alexander Hamilton said this about the inalienable rights, that they are not to be rummaged, for among old parchments it must record. They're written, as with a sunbeam in the whole volume of human nature, by the hands of the divinity itself, can never be erased or obscured by any mortal power. You see, there's a correlation with what they're saying here, folks. No one can take away inalienable rights. Nobody. <clears throat> John Adams said that they, they are attendant to all early government. Their rights that cannot be repealed or restrained by human laws, their rights derived from the great legislator of the universe. I love that. I think that's awesome. The great legislator of the universe. <clears throat> so where did the founders really get this idea of the inalienable rights? Well, they got it from the Bible. If you look at Genesis in the first nine chapters. They were, they were put in place by God called what historians call today the Noahide Laws. There are seven categories of law that helped establish government. The Founding Fathers saw our inalienable rights and said these become before government even existed. And that's why government can't take them away. You see, government is not above God. It is not above God at all. And that's why the Founding Fathers set up a limited government. 
Okay, so I want to go ahead, if you, get, if you brought your Bible, then awesome. If not, I'm going to go ahead and read this verse out of Romans in uh, the first chapter in the 18th and through the 20th verse. <clears throat> Give you guys some time to... Uh, Romans chapter 1, 18 through 20. <clears throat> Now, you guys might have a, a different version than I do, but I have this in the Passions translation. <clears throat> it says, uh, For God in heaven unveils his holy anger, breaking forth against every form of sin, both towards ungodliness that lives in our hearts in evil actions. Okay, I, I want you to look at this part. For the wickedness of humanity deliberately smothers the truth and keeps people from acknowledging the truth about God. How many, how much are you seeing that today? There are the social media giants, there is the, uh, the MSM, the mainstream media, trying to silence truth. I mean, if you think about this, I think my dad said this, uh, a few days ago, you know, they're, they're shutting down the restaurants, the, the churches, places that you meet. That when you meet in those certain areas, you can talk to different people and maybe exchange ideas. You can exchange different opinions. Mm -hmm. This is something clever that they're doing. Mm -hmm. This is something behind the scenes that they're doing. Mm -hmm. They're trying to silence the truth. They're trying to silence people's First Amendment right without actually silencing and taking it away. They're trying to limit our speech. They're trying to limit truth. They do it on Facebook, too. And they're doing it on Facebook. They're doing it on Instagram. They're doing it on TikTok. They're doing it on YouTube. They're doing it on all of the platforms, so to say, that we communicate on. They're trying, ladies and gentlemen. They are trying. It's just like what the Bible says. Of course, the wickedness of humanity deliberately, deliberately smothering the truth and keeping people from acknowledging the truth about God. How messed up is that? When they keep away the truth of God, they're trying to keep away, if you think about it, the actual foundation of America. What did I just describe before? Inalienable rights. They're trying to do this so cleverly. Because if they, if they do it in person, okay, if they do it pretty in broad daylight, people will see that. And they will revolt. But they're, they're doing this very, very cleverly. It's messed up. Okay, I just had to, I want to bring that tangent because I want to, I want to show you guys what they're doing today, and then what the founders of our great country wanted to set up and protect, okay? So I want to go on, keep going on to this, uh, this verse. <clears throat> so it says, in reality, the truth of God is known instinctively. Mm. For God has embedded his knowledge inside every human heart. Opposition to truth cannot be excused on the basis, basis of ignorance, 
Because from the creation of the world, the invisible qualities of God's nature have been made visible. Such as his eternal and transcendence. He has made his wonderful attributes easily perceived. For seeing this visible makes us understand the invisible. So then this leaves everyone without excuse. <laughs> mm. I just love how straight to the heart that verse gets. Because it's saying, look, if you're not paying attention, it's not, there is no excuse that you can't see this. Even if we didn't have the Bible, okay? Even if we did not have the Bible, the laws of nature, the invisible, the, the, the truth is embedded into our hearts. That we can see that God is real. That these things are real. Mm-hmm. And that this is the way that God set it all up. How incredible. <laughs> anyway, I'm thankful that we do have the Bible. You know? Because, you know, the nature of sin you know, starts to creep in and you can sometimes confuse us and everything. We kind of get off track. But going back to a, the written word will help us to stay on track. Give us those, those practical, those, those, those principles for our life. <clears throat> and for government. So based on this verse, the attributes of God, the ways of God, the way he functions, have been made visible to us. If we operate underneath these inalienable rights, so does God. And vice versa. And, and just think about this, okay? Going off a little bit uh, off tangent here, but I think it makes God extremely relatable. Mm-hmm. You know, and as, as I said before, God, we are created in His likeness and His image. Think about this, okay? If we can feel angry or we can get mad or maybe hurt, don't you think God can too? And that might anger some people, but think about it. Why would God be different than us? We are created in His likeness and image. Now, I believe that God is able to control His emotions and He's able to uh, love us, you know, intentionally. And He chooses daily, every single second, to love us. But guys, we are created in His likeness and His image. The invisible can be seen within the earth. The laws of nature, the way that we operate, the way our heart operates. I mean, Jesus, you know, he was a man. And that's one of the other reasons why we can relate to Jesus so easy is because he was a man. It's pretty cool. (laughs) It's really, really cool. So the founding fathers, they saw this tyrannical government of Great Britain. Great Britain violated the unalienable rights countless times. And the founding fathers said, screw this, we're done. We're done. Does that sound a little familiar to you, though? I mean, Mm -hmm. you see the, the governors of these states thinking that they are kings. Literally. They're limiting business. What in... What in any right do they have to limit business? Or to shut down churches or limit churches? What right do they have? They are not above God. But here's the thing. 
either they know that and they're choosing deliberately to go against that, or they just don't know. But I think we got to also take some, some responsibility here. Because although, yes, there is a part where um, maybe the education system chooses not to teach a lot of this, the information is still available. And that's why we're here right now, on the live stream, while we're here in person. Why God put it on my heart to help teach the truth, actual history of America, in Him. We still have a part to play in this. You know, it's not just something to know this history and then not do anything with it. If we, if we go that route, what is the point of us even being here? You know? I, I say this all the time on my TikToks and on my videos, on everywhere I can. I hate the fact that the government tries to control people with wearing masks. I absolutely hate it. Now, if people want to wear a mask, fine, go ahead. I don't believe that they work. I, you know, I've seen science, I've, and I've experienced, you know, them not working, but. When the government tells you, tells you you have to wear one, that's limit, limiting you. It says the life or the uh, pursuit of life, liberty, uh, pursuit of happiness. Like, come on, how that violates just that right there. It, and it pisses me off, honestly, to see people to go with it. You know, but then I, you know, I have to also think back. Well, maybe they just, maybe they don't know. You know. That we have the, the liberty to live free. Maybe they just don't know. But again, even if they do know, you have to walk it out. You have to walk this out. If you want to be an American, really the heart of being American is being free. And being different than the world. Just like being a Christian, really. You are the light of the world. You are not supposed to be conforming to this world, right? We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to prove these so-called scientists saying that masks weren't and vaccine were. Look, I don't even believe that you're, you need a vaccine. Really, I believe you can be healed instantly from anything through Jesus because of what he did on the cross. To be honest... But again, not a lot of people know that, and they don't walk it out. You know, and that's their choice. And that's okay. And it's our part to see that, and to love on them, and when they're open, when their heart is open, to give them the facts. Honestly. <clears throat> so, now I want to go deeper into where the Founding Fathers got these ideas, these amazing principles, okay? You know, the, like the ideas of consent of the governed or taxation without representation, you know, these, these ideas that they implemented into, <clears throat> excuse me, our government were revolutionary back in the 1700s. Not, not, no other country had this implemented into their government. 
so there was there's a there's this author, uh, Clinton Rossiter. He's an award-winning historian, and he, he has it in one of his books where he tracked down who were some of the most influential people to help really birth the revolution. And uh, of the six people he mentioned, two were political figures, and four were preachers of the gospel. And one of the people that uh, he mentioned was Reverend John Wise. <clears throat> you probably never even heard of that name, but he's a very, very influential because a lot of the founding fathers, you know, back then, they wrote down every single sermon. They wrote down everything. They looked at his writings, and they saw that before... Let me see. Let me go back to here. In, in 1687, when John Wise was going ahead and preaching all this stuff, he had already shown out of the Bible that taxation without representation was tyranny. And he was preaching out of the Bible that the consent of the governed was the biblical basis of government. And he already shown in that time as well that all men were created equal, endowed by their creator with certain and alien war rats. <clears throat> Those sound pretty familiar, don't they? Mm -hmm. Well, they're in the Declaration of Independence. I think it's pretty incredible that um, the Founding Fathers, they did a lot of reading, they did a lot of studying, and not only did they look at other political uh, figures or lawmakers or professors, but they looked at really the Bible. So there was a Houston study, uh, University of Houston study, and they found that the number one source cited during the founding era, which was from 1760 to 1806, was the Bible with 34%. Pretty incredible, huh? You know, there was other people that they go ahead and then they quoted, like, uh, uh, who's that guy? Uh, of course, Blackstone, uh, John Locke, and Frenchman, Moscow. I forgot how to pronounce his name. Sorry, I totally forgot. There was another uh, amazing guy that they quoted. Uh, but... All of the people that they quoted during the times, you know, in this founding era, they were also believers. And so they, they got their commentaries and they got their research and everything like that from the Bible. So really, a lot more than 34% <laughs> directly came from the Bible. It's, it, it, that's incredible to me. But see, that's, that's why... America is different. Is because there are biblical principles that the founders studied for decades and applied it to our government. I, I uh, and it, gi it gives me great hope because, as I said, you're, you're seeing so much of today, especially in the education system, where they're not teaching this. You know, my mom's a, 
uh, in elementary school. She's a teacher there. They're, she can testify that they are, they're not teaching this in schools. One and, week optional. What's that? It's an optional one week. Optional one week. Optional to teach it for one week. I think it's in September, right? No. Uh, yes, yes, actually, yes. Yeah, 17th or something like that, September 17th. Mm -hmm. One week? Optional. Optional! That's BS! Mm -hmm. That is BS. You know, the, this is... I think this is really cool, too, is that... Um, when we first became a nation, you know, students were using the Bible to learn how to spell and learn how to read. And even at four years old, they were already learning how to read. They were using the Bible to do that. That's amazing to me. We're smarter than we think. Way smarter. And so, you know, that's why it's so important to really understand. Like I said, I, I didn't point out every single little great principle that America was founded on, but I wanted to give you some highlights, you know, uh, of the amazing things, you know, or even some of the reasons or why America was founded on, you know, they, the founders, they, they knew and they trusted, really, the teachings of God, that if they put these principles to work, that they would work. And you see, and you see it, America is the greatest nation that the world has ever seen. And other countries, you know, try to write out their constitutions and everything like that. They usually rewrite them a lot. They try to put out new constitutions, new constitutions, new constitutions. America's only had one constitution since 1776. Come on, man. Or, sorry, a little bit later, but it's, it's incredible. The point is, they have, we still have only one constitution. It is based off of the biblical principles. That's what works, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we're so successful. And I want to see us as Americans, as people, to continue that tradition. That's why it's so important for us to learn our history, where it came from. And then use that, our knowledge, and apply it to today. You know, and as we go on to these studies, you know, next week, Greg will be uh, teaching on our rights. And getting a little bit more specific into the Bill of Rights, and and um, because when we know our rights, that's like that's like a it's like a superpower really for us. It's a superpower for us. We can use them, we can apply them, and we can protect ourselves against you know tyrannical governments. You know, and so I just want to point this out to you guys. Maybe, maybe you didn't see this. I know Greg did. But just a few days ago in Boston, the leaders uh, took down the Abraham Lincoln Emancipation Memorial. You might have seen that. Maybe you didn't. But one of the reasons why they took it out here, I'll, this is a quote. 
from the commission itself. It says, the decision for removal acknowledged the statute's role in perpetuating harmful prejudices and obscuring the role of black Americans in shaping the nation's freedom. I, I, I get so mad hearing that kind of BS is because if they really studied why that memorial is up, they would probably keep it up. Because the, re the reason why it was put into place is because slaves themselves funded and they brought in money for that memorial. And one of the uh, models uh, in that statue, he's kneeling at Abraham Lincoln's feet. And he was so excited to be a part of that memorial. He was so excited to be a part of the memorial because he knew how much it meant for the freedoms of slaves in America. And it, I think it's, it's, it's devastating to see them not acknowledge that. Because they're saying, you know what, it actually hurts black people. It actually hurts black people because, you know, of, of what it's representing. And they're basing, they're, they're taking it down because they're saying, you know what, if people, when they look at this, it's actually harmful. It's like, no, no, that, that's not true at all. If people knew their history, a lot of these problems wouldn't happen. A lot, I bet you, a lot of these, the protests that happened this summer probably wouldn't happen. They're trying to implement Marxist, leftist ideas to destroy America. It's evil. It's really evil. This is a cold war that we're in, ladies and gentlemen. Really, we're in a cold war right now. And if we start now of bringing back the, the true, actual history of America and bring it into the generations now, the young generation, they will grow up and they will be more free than those people that are living the lives right now in the Marxist movement. A lot of people think America is racist to its core because they think that slavery, or that America was founded on slavery. And that's why they want to bring in the 1619 Project. Have you ever heard about that? It's, it's sad. And this has been going on for a very long time. Probably for about 60, 70 years, this implementation of falsehood history has been implemented into the education system. And they're slowly, but I'm not going to say surely, but slowly they're, they're trying to condition people to hate America. messed up. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to destroy the greatest nation on earth? Why? And, you know, it, it's not just enough to really know our history, history or anything like that, but, you know, we gotta, we gotta be believers of God.
we gotta, we got to understand and know who God is to really walk out the best life that we can in America. So, I really hope that this has helped you guys and given you guys some insight as to some of the amazing things that our founders did and studied and implemented into our government. Like I said, it's not everything. But that's up to you guys to learn more on your guys' own. That's up to you. There's some uh, great uh, books that I read and some great YouTube uh, videos that I watch that talk about America's godly heritage and it talks about just the foundations of freedom. You know, there's a, there are so many great tools out there for you guys. And for you guys on the live, there's so many great tools. And I would just look up uh, wall builders. I would look up David Barton. I would look up some of his teaching or just some of his uh, lectures, some of his uh, videos and tools out there. Because he, uh, he, he, go, he dives in, he intertwines just Christianity in America together. And it's a great, he's a great uh, asset into bringing the true uh, actual history to America. It's pretty awesome. So I would look up him, David Barton, look up Wall Builders, and then I would look up just him on YouTube. He has some great series called Foundations of Freedom. So he has some great, uh, another series is um, uh, America's Godly Heritage. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we're good. And, um, Look up those, but I, I think the main one I want you guys to look up is Foundations of Freedom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I want you guys to watch the first two episodes of that series. They're only 30 minutes each. And then the next time that we meet, we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that, what you guys have learned. Um, I, it, yes, I'm giving you guys homework, but this is useful for what we are learning now in this this Bible study. So yeah, go ahead and look up those and then just continue to read your Declaration of Independence and read your Constitution. You know, and there's a great book that I have called Constitution or uh, there's a great workbook that I have that has a book called Constitution Made Easy. And it helps bring the Constitution into modern language helps us understand it a little bit easier. I would also look up and uh, get that book. Uh, it's fantastic. It's really helped me and bring more clarity to to my life about the Constitution. So, um, yeah. And then now I just want to go ahead and open it up to any questions, anybody. If you guys have any questions, I'll do my best to answer. If not, then we can always look it up later. April, could you? Like, yeah, well, here's something you, you you mentioned a lot of uh, sources. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. And just uh, you know some things, some resources that mm -hmm. can offer some good uh, insight into you know our nation's history and, and things of that nature. Why don't you um, share the email address that you've been using? Okay. So people can email because I think we want we want you guys to stay connected with us. Yeah. And, uh, absolutely. You know, we're going to be doing three more of these sessions. Yep. 
over the next seven, eight weeks. And so it's going to be every two weeks. So the next time you'll be logging in to join us is January 15th. 15th. So two weeks from now, it's a Friday night at 6.30 Mountain Time. Yep. Okay, so keep that in mind. And we're also going to be, are you going to be putting this up on other platforms? Hopefully yeah. they don't take us down. So it'll be on, on YouTube. Okay. Um, and then it's going to also be on my podcast, the Chris Tubb Show. Awesome. So you can look that up on any podcast spot. So, yeah, so I'm pretty sure. What was the email address? So the email address is pbstudy1776 at gmail.com. Awesome. So yeah. I'm, I'm positive, well, not positive, but I'm pretty sure everyone who's watching online right now probably heard about it through um, either my Instagram page or, or Chris's. He has a, yeah. way more social media outlets than I do. But <laughs> I have Instagram. So, yep. Yeehaw. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so if, if you want to stay connected, make sure you get a hold of either Chris or myself with your email address so we can put out, you know, and so Chris can email you with updates or, and he can probably put together a, a little, um, you know, list of some of those resources that he mentioned if you didn't catch them all just so you guys yeah. can go look at those. Great idea. That's great yeah. Idea. So that would be... Is there any, anything coming in yet? Yeah, yeah no, there's local? no questions okay. online questions yet. Here? No problem. Like Greg said, if you have any questions later, yeah, that's where you can email us. Get a hold of us. Do you have something? I do have a question. Yeah, Mom, shut up. <laughs> uh, well, looking at the DOI. DOI, um, I noticed that a lot of words are capital. Yeah. For example, even the word course of human events. The word, yeah. the word course is capital. Yeah. Um, um, nature, nature's uh, capital. Even when he talks, uh, when it reads, you know, the unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, those are capital. Yeah. And when you compare it to like the Bible, my thinking goes to, well, when you read the Bible, God and all his pronouns are all capital. Correct. Mm -hmm. So when you think about, is that the same, is it representing of God or some type of reference to him or something that important? Is that why it's capital? And it doesn't say that in your workbook, Constitution Made Easy, does it talk about that? Or is that something we can pursue into delving into because... They, they capitalize it for a reason. Sure. Mm -hmm. So yeah, what is absolutely. the purpose and what does it represent? So just to rephrase their, uh, her question for you guys on live, she was just asking that there's, there's certain words that are in the Declaration of Independence that are capitalized. And, you know, in the Bible, God's pronouns are capitalized as well. So what is the purpose exactly as to why those words in the Declaration of Independence are capitalized? And um, I know a, a little bit as to why, because I know um, the book, one of the books that I'm reading, actually, called The Original Tent, he's, it's also by David Barton, he talks about that as why, like, some of the founders capitalize uh, corpt, or some, like, some, sometimes they would capitalize corpt, sometimes they would uh, just leave it lowercase, and it really defined, like, if it was uh, either, uh, like, the Supreme Court, like, the federal courts, or mm -hmm. even, like, the state courts and stuff like that. 
as far as like the life, liberty, pursuit, happiness, and some of the words in the DOI, mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure to be honest. Do you know? I, I don't. I don't know that there was any. I haven't ever read anything. Um, it's a great question. Yeah. Um, I haven't read anything specific that I can, you know, recollect right now of, of the reason why those those words were capitalized, other than um, probably just to bring some. Um, Looking for the right emphasis. word, just emphasis yeah. on what that was. Like, hey, here's here's our declaration um, yeah. for these reasons, and I think they really wanted to emphasize that in there. That's that's my assumption. Right? Sure, I'm sure. just going based off of how I think. Yeah. Of course, it's the right way. <laughs> <laughs> well, like it ties with what you guys were talking about earlier. Is like if it is in fact written thirty four percent or whatever. Is, yeah based in the Bible, they would have read the literature and like picked up. Sure, sure. Those are common themes throughout the Bible, and I think that'll get talked about more. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. I think God wants us to live a full life. Everything about God is life. Absolutely. There's no death in Him. He he didn't create death. Um, You you can have life without death. You know, that's, that's something that's not really you know, a worldly concept. You know, we talk about, you know, there's this thing, the yin-yang and all this kind of stuff. You have to have darkness to have light. Well, that's not really true if you believe in God. True. Okay, now does does death exist? Yes, but was it brought into the world by God? Absolutely not. Okay, and so before there was death, what was there? Life. Okay, because God, God says... He is the life, okay? Yeah. And so before he created everything that we see on planet Earth, before he created all this for us to enjoy happiness, right? Mm-hmm. There was just life. Yeah. There wasn't death, okay? The Bible says sin is what brought death into the world, okay? Yeah. So there is a reason there is death in planet Earth. Yeah. And that is because a human being, right, Adam and Eve in the garden, chose. They made a very conscious, intentional choice not listen to God's word, which was his best, and they brought death into the world through their choice, okay? Yeah, um, exactly. I think, you know, we can get it, you know, theological about that. I think, you know, there was some form of death even before that with the fall of Lucifer and everything like that, and so, sure. you know, we can get all of that. But the, the point being is, is that life can exist apart from death. In fact, it is the antithesis. Life in itself is light, and it is God. God is life, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Jake made a comment. Um, they are capital because they are attributes to live by. So that was just his. Sure, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, that's, essentially. That's kind of what we were yeah. saying. They're attributes yep. to live by. And that's Jake. Jake, yep. From State Farm? Yeah. I'm just, just going to say Thanks, Jake. Program, yeah. Everybody named Jake knows is going to hear that for, for a long time. So. But it, make, it makes sense, though. It does, yeah. Um, I would love to look at that. That's an interesting, yeah, I'd like to maybe yeah. study that a little more. If there, if there was even more, you know, intent other than the obvious things, you know, there, sure. there could be, maybe there isn't, maybe the... Yeah. the could be just the way yeah. that they wrote their, uh, the English language in the back. It could have been, It could have sure. been just that, but in sure. the it could have been... Yeah, I think, I think it was really just, they needed to get the king's attention. And it worked. So, yeah. one thing I did want to mention, too, um, yeah. you know, you know, as we... You know, as we enter into this new year and, um, you know, maybe this is, everybody gets really excited about new year and, and, you know, the world calls them resolutions and, you know, goal setting, you know, whatever it is. And I think it's all great. Okay. Sure. Don't ever think you have to wait for new year to, to like 
better yourself in a way, okay? So learn more about things that you want to pursue in life. I think um, yeah. we get, you know, I, I know this can easily happen because the world has trained us. You know, you get kind of two thirds, three quarters of the way through a year, so fall time, and it's just like, ah, you know, I'll just wait till New Year to start that. Yeah. Or whatever it is. And I'm not bashing anybody that sets goals. I think that's very important, but yeah. every day is a new day, right? God's mercies are new every day, every morning, okay? So wake up every morning with, the, with, the, with a purpose. Yeah, and, and and live in freedom, and and do that every single morning, and even multiple times throughout the day. Um, you know, there's something interesting in our world, and you made mention to it a little while ago. Is like, you know, the people are are training. You know, some of our leaders, and through indoctrination, and, and through just deceit and 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 hatred, and, and hardening their hearts to God and the truth. Yeah, is that you know a lot of people are being raised up in. in in this generation right now to hate this country yeah because they don't really truly understand what it stood for like like um, Chris shared tonight the principles that it stood for yeah and is America perfect no no is is any human perfect no no right we're all susceptible to failure and fall and America has its sins right I think sometimes those get highlighted far too much and we don't realize how much good America has done for this world, okay? Yep. And the principles and, and, the, and the dreams and visions of the founders and some of the men who've carried that torch up right up until this day. Mm -hmm. America is, a, is an idea, right? It's a, it's a concept that is, that is birthed in one's heart, okay? Mm -hmm. You don't have to, it, this is just me personally, okay? I think America is a geographical country on planet Earth but it's also, I, I've, I've seen America in the hearts of people who don't live here. Yeah. And what I mean by that is like a desire for freedom, a desire for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Okay? Okay. And that's why people flock here, because this is the only country in the world who guarantees it through a constitution. Right. It wasn't given to us by the founders and the constitution written in text form. Exactly. It was given, those rights were given to us by God because they're unalienable. Yep. Right, mm -hmm. and the Constitution is what guarantees that. Exactly. We're going to talk a lot more about that in, in two weeks, um, and what that looks like and everything. But just remember that, regardless of the Constitution, the the people who formed those rights and wrote the Bill of Rights, they wanted, they knew they had those rights, even before it was imparted into a Constitution exactly. and written form. Exactly. But they wrote it down for you and me. And for every generation that has lived up to this day, because that is what guarantees it in this country. Okay? Yep. And it's it's hard, you know, as a patriotic believer in Jesus Christ in America today, it's sometimes hard to stand up for what you believe in. Yeah. Right? Okay. Sometimes it's just easier to follow the crowds and just go along with with what they're saying because you don't want to maybe ruffle the feathers. You don't want to make anybody mad, okay? Yeah. But turn the other cheek. I want you to look at it. Yeah, turn the other cheek or yeah. whatever it is. You know, that's <laughs> taken out of context too. But, yeah. you know, when you really get a grasp in your heart and an understanding of, of the sacrifices made so we could have this constitution, you know, to live by, and you understand the sacrifices made so we can have freedom in Christ, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, namely, yeah. okay? The most important thing. It's like when you know how much God loves you, yeah. it, will, it will spark a love for other people 
because you see them through the lens of Jesus, through the lens of the cross, okay, mm -hmm. that you have to share with them. Yeah. You have to because it's like you love and care about them so much, right? Yeah. When you love, love does, love speaks up, love says, love is active, it's intentional, it's not passive, okay? 100%. And so the Bible says, they, the world, they'll know us by our love. Yeah, exactly. Our, not only our love for one another as the same body, as, the same, as believers in Jesus, but the love for those who haven't accepted him yet. Yeah. Who maybe have turned their back on him and don't know him, or have never heard about him. 100%. Okay? Love is the ultimate weapon and the ultimate invitation into this freedom we experience in Christ. Yes, okay? They'll know us by our love. So I just want to encourage you, all of us here, and everyone listening online, it's like, go love other people. Yeah. And you do that, and you don't have to, just, just when you understand and, and grasp how much God loves you, that'll fill you up, overflowing, and that's going to come out of you, and love will come naturally and easy through His grace. 100%. Love and others will. It can be yeah. challenging at times because yeah. people can be ugly at times, right? Yeah. This world can be ugly. But I promise you, if you surrender to the grace, which is God's ability in us, and you say, God, I can't do this on my own, but please help me do it with your help. Yeah. And let Him work through you. And then people are going to see that and be like, they're going to see your love and like, how do you walk in such peace and joy in this crazy world? I, I yeah. don't know how to do that because I'm falling apart right now. Well, and I think that's why people see America so different too. Yeah. It's not just because, you know, our freedoms and everything that we're guaranteed, but it's because of how we interact with each other every single day. You know, because mm -hmm. majority of Americans are Christians, you know, and have an understanding or sense that there is a God or they do actually walk it out as believers, you know, mm -hmm. they do walk out in love. And that America is we're generous, right? we're generous you know. Yeah. America is made up from its people. You know, we're consent to the govern. We're co-rulers in this country. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. What's so great is that, you know, we're individuals. The Bible always talks about us as individuals, you know, and that's what America does too, is individuals. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Self-governance, yeah. Yeah. So it's, America's great is because of its people, mm -hmm. you know, and because of the freedoms that were guaranteed by God. Mm -hmm. You know, they go hand in hand. So, um, and, and that's why it's also very important uh, to know who God is mm -hmm. and to be loved by God and then to love other people because that's how we keep our nation going, <laughs> you know. That's how it was started. And that's how it's been so successful because of that. Yeah. It's awesome. So, any other things come in, April? Mm. Nope. Nothing else? Yeah. Okay. He knows everything. Awesome. Uh, was there anything else here, guys, locally? Anybody? Um, what was the email address one more time, Chris? So it's pbstudy1776 at gmail.com. You can email awesome. that uh, email address and you can ask any questions regarding to tonight and. Yeah, whatever in the future. Get a hold of us, anything, any questions you had about uh, the America portion, you know, founding father stuff, Bill of Rights. Yep. Or hey, you know what? If you need prayer, if you need help with anything, yeah. if you need, if you have a concern or a prayer request, anything, guys, please reach out to us. We'd be happy to pray for you. 100%. Um, we'd be happy to agree with you. Um, 
And if, if you don't know Jesus, and you're listening, and you're curious, and you're like, who is this Jesus guy? You know what? I know myself, I know Chris, and we would love to share with you who Jesus Absolutely. is, because he loves you. Yeah. So there is one comment that just came through. Yeah. Um, I apologize. It's cut off a little bit, so forgive me, Christine, if... It's cut off. Yeah. So something is pulling me to say this. We as a society have become disenchanted with the world. Are we putting false hope, I'm assuming, I can't see that word, into something that we forgot what it truly means to fight for, something what it truly means to exist, to see others as human? I can read that one more time. Um, something is pulling me to say this, that we as a society have become disenchanted with the world. Are we putting false hope into something that we forgot what it truly means to fight for something and what it truly means to exist to see others as humans? That's a great question. Um, so I guess to reiterate what she was saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, but she was just asking, you know, as humans, you know, is there things that we do that kind of, you know, bring down other humans? Is that kind of what she was asking? There was a, there was a no. There. Yeah. Read that part where it says yeah. false hope. Was that it? Something, okay. Are, so, it, <clears throat> we as a society have become disenchanted with the world. Okay. Are we putting false hope to some into something that we forgot what it truly means to fight for something, what it truly means to exist, to see others as humans. So more of a, Christine, correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm interpreting this as is more of a challenge that um, are we forgetting what it truly means to fight for something, to exist and see one another as humans because of all that this world has to offer? Have we lost sight of truly what's important and the people in front of us? So Christine, if you wouldn't mind just clarifying that I did kind of summar summarize that correctly. Yeah. I think I, I kind of understand what it's saying. Yeah, go ahead. And just can you reiterate the question too, just so it'll be on the audio or to the best ability you can. <laughs> and then just answer it cool. Yeah. Um, what's the first part of that question again? Just read, read that again. Sure. So, um, so, okay. She said that I did paraphrase that correctly. Okay, so so just, um, <laughs> as a society, we've be become disenchanted because of all that the world has to offer us. Sure. We've lost focus and put false hope into things that the world is offering us. Yeah. Sure. And we are forgetting what it truly means to fight for something of value, what it means right. to exist, and to see value right. in one another. Well, you know, I think, yeah, I think that's, um, I think that has always been the temptation and lure of the world, right? Is yep. that, I mean, think about, that, that was really, you know, it really comes down to an identity thing. I mean, that sounds crazy, but the core foundation of what you're saying is like, who do you believe that you are? And to understand who you who you are, you have to understand who God is. Okay? And so I think back to even the Garden of Eden with that question. I yeah. think back to that because yeah. the, the serpent, you know, the enemy came in and said, did God really say, did he really say that 
this was all yours and you could have everything you wanted, but just don't, don't touch this tree right here. And see, so he was, he was, it was an identity crisis with, with Adam and Eve in the garden because he was tempting them not only with this forbidden fruit, whatever that represented or whatever it was, you know, but he was also tempting them and he was saying, did God really create you in his image and likeness? Do you really believe this God, right? The same thing happened with Jesus, right? After he was baptized, the Spirit, it says that the Spirit descended on Jesus like a dove after John the Baptist dipped him in the river, right? Like a dove, descended on him like a dove. And then the voice of the Father, God, spoke out and said, this is my son, stamp of identity. In you I'm well pleased. Okay, and that should be, that should be something we remind ourselves as believers in Jesus Christ all the time. I am God's son, and he is pleased with me. Always, no matter what I'm doing, where I'm at, or what I just did. He's always pleased with me because of Jesus. Yeah. Okay? Right after that, Jesus went, on, went out into the desert, right? And Satan, the enemy, came to him and said, Well, if you're the son of God, Jesus, then cast yourself down from this building, right? And surely you'll live. Or, I'll offer you all the kingdoms of the world if you're the son of God then just do this. Turn this stone into bread because you're hungry if you're the son of God. You see the temptation here? You see the real crux of that is did Jesus really believe who he was? Right. Okay? It wasn't about, you know, you know, the trickery and, you know, of turning something into something different or, you know, whatever it was that he was trying to say. That was just the, the, the deceit, the deception of it, right? Mm -hmm. But what he was trying to get was he was trying to attack the identity of Jesus himself. And that's exactly what sin does to us all the time. Anytime we're tempted with something, the riches of the world, the temptation of the world, it's always saying, you're not enough. Think about ads on TV, right? You need this to be happy. Well, if you want to live a good life, you know, eat, drink, whatever it is, whatever the ad of whatever is trying to be sold to you, it's always coming from a place of lack. You need this to succeed. You need this to be happy. You need this to be cool. You need this to get girls to like you. Whatever it is, it's always lack, lack, lack. And in Jesus, we have everything that pertains to life and godliness. Everything. All our needs are met through him and him alone. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I agree with you. Christine, was it? Mm -hmm. I agree with you and say, yes, we have gotten disenchanted with what's really, truly important in this life. And I think that's what part of the reason is, is why we're, we're offering this, is to remind us, not only as believers, of what is really important. What is our purpose while here? Yeah. We're here for a short time, and that's it. Yeah. I want to leave an impact while I'm here for yeah. God, yeah. okay? But also for freedom and values and things that are God-like, yeah. okay? And that's why I, I love this country so much, because it stands for things that are God-like. Now, we've done a lot of things that are ungodly, Right? And there's a lot of individuals and people who live in America and call themselves Americans that, that do a lot of bad things. Right? But at the core root and, and basis, the foundation of what America stands for, written in our founding documents, are things that are godly, I believe. Yeah. Okay? And so, yes, we want to help instill in anybody who's here and listening to this, you know, a sense of purpose and a reminder of. What is really truly important? And what is worth pursuing in this life? And when is it 
okay to say no or yes or move in a direction and being led by the Holy Spirit. So yeah. I hope that answers part of your question. Um, yeah. If there's anything else, like reach out to us and we can certainly talk through it. It's hard to talk with a camera sometimes. <laughs> but, and it's hard. I don't, I don't see the question in front of me, so I can't yeah. reference it. And yeah. so yeah. I want to make sure I answer your question correctly. So if I didn't and I didn't quite quench it for you, please reach out to me and I'll, I'll do what's, my best. What's your Instagram handle so they can... <laughs> oh, that's a great question. I think it's Greg dot McCrimmon. So yeah. um, G-R-E-G dot M-C-C-R-I-M-M-O-N. Um, Christine's a friend of ours, so is it she that, can... Is it Christine's? Is yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, so she okay. can get a hold of us too, <laughs> oh, so... Awesome. <laughs> you know how to find me. <laughs> cool. No, that was great to send, man. Great to send. Awesome. Well, hey, is there anything else up there? Yeah, Nothing else that has come across, okay. so. We both okay. have some prayer. Let's do it, man. Go ahead. Cool. Thank you, God. We just, uh, we thank you for the freedoms that you have given us, God. God, we thank you that we have everything that pertains to life and godliness because of Jesus. God, we thank you that, um, that you love us so that we can love others. That you are, are our source, God, for everything. We just, uh, we bless everybody here. We bless everybody on the live stream. We bless everybody that is listening to this in the future as well. God, we just thank you so much for the truth that is provided to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. See you guys in two weeks, January 15th, 6.30 p.m.